morning hope everybody's doing well on this fabulous thursday morning and for many in the uh, uh, county schools today's their last day before fall break and i'm sure there's a lot of happy teachers and children and a lot of sad parents that are out there today that uh, they gotta be stuck with their little rug rats little ankle biters for uh, uh for the next week or so but uh i uh, personally i'm not a big fan of it uh, i love having my my child at home uh, i like it but uh, i just i would rather them cut that out and get out earlier at the end of the year than do this but hey whatever because i've worked as a substitute such and you have a lot of kids particularly those with special needs uh who get into a certain routine and when they you once they at this point in time they're just now kind of starting to settle into that routine and then all of a sudden there's fall break well it, it messes them all up and they just uh you know it, it just makes it harder for them in the transition of being off and then going back to school again and i think it just makes it more difficult but, uh, and, and, you know, I just don't understand why kids don't go back to school after uh, Labor Day and get out in May like we did. I just don't understand why uh, uh, they did it then, why they can't do it now and give these kids a little longer summer anyway. But, hey, I uh, don't get to make the rules. If I could, I would. But uh, it is what it is. But I hope everybody is doing fantabulous today and uh, ready to get this day uh, going and starting. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm one of these kind of people, as you can tell, that when I wake up, I'm ready to play and joke and have fun and uh, kid around. And uh, then again, come by afternoon, I'm, I'm about half asleep and, and, and dragging. Hello, Jerry. But, uh, you know, I'm naturally like that. I Like I said, when I wake up, me and my dad were like it. We always wake up. We're usually pretty good mood and ready to play and fight and goof and doof. And uh, what I mean, play fighting, you know, playing around. But anyway, uh, but now my mother and my sister, you didn't breathe the same air they did. They'd rip your head off and tear you into a million shreds and you wouldn't think twice about it. But, uh, so I know a lot of people out there are not morning people. In fact, when I was in high school, I'd, I'd have people look over at me and say, somebody ought to kill you and put their head back on the desk. And I can't say that I didn't answer the, that, that was the first or the last time I've heard that in my life. But, uh, uh, you know, the thing of it is, you know, your day is what you make it. If you wake up grumpy and grouchy and nothing's going right, you're stumping your toe, you've left your lunchbox at work or school, or uh, you know, you're know you dropping everything and nothing's going right, and you're thinking, man, this is going to be a crappy day. Well, guess what? You're going to have a crappy day. That's the kind of attitude you're going to start out with. But if you say, you know what? I don't know what's going on today. Can't seem to hold on to nothing, dropping everything, spilling everything, and nothing's going right. But you know what? Regardless of that, I'm not going to let the devil rob me of my joy, and I'm going to serve the Lord God with all my heart and soul and body and mind today and give it all over to God. And let's just, you know, and try to make today the best you can in living it for Jesus Christ, not for your spouse, not for your kids, not for your boss, not for your co-workers, nobody else, but you're living today for Jesus. And when if you can have that mindset, hello, Tina, when you have that mindset that, uh, hey, I'm living today for Jesus, I'm going to give my all to Jesus, I think you're going to see that uh, uh, a, a paradigm shift of grouchy, hateful, and just 
with, you know, day's going to be bad, then shift to, you know what, a more happy and more joyful attitude when you know you're going to serve this day for Jesus and you're going to work today for Jesus. You're going to give glory to God in all things. You're going to be like him the forethought, not your worries, not your problems. You want to give everything to God. And I think when you can do that, I think that's when you can have a much brighter day. So the choice is yours. You can go through the day miserable, saying nothing's going to go right, or you can say, you know what, I'm going to give this all over to God. And so uh, that the choice is yours. You know, God's there to encourage you, help you, to get you through the day, and you have the choice whether you want to serve him or or be nasty. And uh, so uh, you make that choice today. So anyway, we're going to look at uh, primarily, uh, I'm going to read, um, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Um, Let's see here. When I get to the verses that I'm going to read, then I'll put them up. But right, because my focus uh, is really uh, Matthew 6, starting with the 24th verse. Uh, primarily, of course, is 31 to 32, because I posted that today uh, for you to read and reflect on and mark in your Bibles. But let's go ahead. I don't normally read uh, something this long, a uh, passage this long, but I, I do think that it's uh, it's necessary to get the full context of, of what we're going to discuss this morning. So if you have your Bibles handy, uh, it's Matthew 6, 31 uh, through 32. Tell prayer for my left foot swollen and the throbbing quit. Yes, man, we'll definitely be praying for that, for healing and uh, swelling go down and you'll get to feeling better so uh, if you got your bibles that's matthew 6 uh starting with the 24th verse and it, these verses have been near and dear to my heart for many many years no man can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will hold to the one and despise the other you cannot serve god and mammon therefore i say unto you take no thought for your life what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink nor yet for your body what ye shall put on is not life more than meat and the body than raiment Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Therefore, wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? And we see in verse 31 through 32 as our focus this morning, Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. In verse 33, But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient to the day is the evil thereof. And as Dad always says, Bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. So, uh, you know, we're, obviously what we're looking at here is the fact that uh, we don't need to worry. God is in control. And, uh, you know, and kind of going back to a little bit what I was talking about yesterday, uh, if you listen to that devotion from yesterday, uh, you know, is that we need to be meditating on God's Word. We need to be spending that meditation in prayer. Uh, and we and so you have to decide what are you going to meditate on, your worries, your fears, and and what you're, how you're going to handle this, or are you going to meditate on the things of God, realizing He is in control of all things. You're in control of nothing. Just as God's Word says here, you're not going to add a cubit to your to your lifespan. You're not, you're not going to add anything to your day by worrying and being upset over things you cannot have control over. So God is in control of all things. And just as we're reading here, he, He's going to take care of the birds, the grass, uh, the fields, and, and God's got this. 
You know, he created us. Uh, he is the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega. We know that God's going to take care of us. Uh, Angel says, pray for me. My immune system is low from the surgery and got a sinus ear infection and flu. I'm sorry to hear that, Angel. I know you've really been through a tough time, and we will definitely uh, be lifting you up in prayer. So uh, as we see here uh, in verse 31, Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat or what shall we drink? Whither all shall we be clothed? You know, it's so easy uh, to worry. Uh, and trust me, I, I worry about things too, and I, I, I'm working harder to give it all over to God. You know, we are inherently selfish people. Our man's heart is desperately wicked, and uh, who can know it? And uh, so, uh, you know, so we are, because we're inherently selfish people, uh, we think that we can control certain things, that we are, uh, can can guide the course of our lives. When we know that, just as Jeremiah 69 says, man may plan his steps, but God will determine his ways. We may have an idea of what we want or where we want to go, but we have to understand that God is the one ultimately directing our path. And so, you know, it, we need to put those things away. You know, I um, uh, we worry about financial matters in, in our home, and I'm the one that bounces the checkbook, which I hate. There's a whole lot more red than there are black, and, uh, you know, and, and I've not always been the best steward of money. I, I, can, I can tell you that. I'm, I'm trying harder uh, and doing better, but I've not always been the best in the world when it comes to to financial matters and uh, wish I could be like some of these people who can make wise investments and get large returns. And uh, it's like my grandfather, he could, uh, in fact, he, he would go to auctions. He could buy a piece of property and then turn around and have it sold before he even left and made money. He made like $50,000 for he left the property. You know, me on the other hand, I go and I will lose money just walking into Walmart and looking at something, you know, so I, I didn't inherit that gene to be able to make money like it. So, Everybody would like to have a comfortable life. Everybody would like to have the money they need to go and do whatever they want to. But God is less worried about our comfort, and he's more concerned about our dependence upon him. And I'm not saying that it's, it's wrong or that it's a sin to be rich. If I have no stretch of imagination, as long as you're keeping God first, that's all that matters. But the fact of the matter is we have to be dependent upon God in all things, realizing he is the one in control. That is not our money, it is his money, and we are just stewards of it. And I think once we get to that realization that uh, that everything is God's and he just, we're just takers of it, or partakers of it, caretakers, I get it out here and say caretakers of it, uh, I think that would make a, a world of difference in your attitude in regards to financial matters. Now, you know, obviously, if you've missed several mortgage payments, you've been laid off, you've got bills piling up, I can understand the anxiety, I can stand the worry. I Trust me, I, I've been in a lot of similar situations and I understand that. But your worrying and anxiety about that or any other situation is not going to change a thing. Just like Angel here is talking about her health, and I know she's worried and upset. And uh, and I, I understand, Angel. Trust me, I have a world. People go to, that I, that are in my congregation and people that know me uh, outside of church knows that I deal with physical. Uh, uh, sickness all the time. I'm constantly keeping upper respiratory infections, bronchitis, pneumonia. I mean, they even told me that the immunologist told me that my body rejects, all right, I've never heard of this. My body actually rejects the pneumonia shot. So even, so me getting it, so that's why I can understand why I was getting these sh the shots and I was still getting pneumonia. It's because my body rejects <laughs> that, that, uh, the preventative medicine. And then like Angel, I've had to have a bunch of surgery. I'm still sore and hurting. I really thought I'd be a lot much further ahead. I worry about the church. I worry about my family. I worry all these things. And the Lord's telling me, give it all over to him. He is the one that's in control. He's the one's going to take care of the church. He's the one that's going to take care of my financial situation. And he's got a reason why I or Angel and Bass goes through these situations. We may not understand it. 
that God's going to bring us through to the other side. And I think sometimes God puts us through situations to make us draw closer to Him, more dependent upon Him spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically, uh, to demonstrate, you know, to show that we can be humble before God, praise God through the bad and through the good. It's easy to praise God when things are going good, but it's not always easy to praise God when things are going bad. And to so there may be a learning process as to why God puts us through these situations. And sometimes it may not necessarily be a learning process. It might just be the old devil just attacking you and having that spirit of oppression. But that's why we had to depend and reach out upon God that much more. So as verse 32 says, for after all these things do the Gentiles seek. So see, in other words, he's talking about uh, the pagans out there. That's all they worry about. So they, they thought when the soul, when you die, the soul died with you. And that was it. And that is, and that is a reflection of so many people today. They think that this is it. This is all that there is to life. So you might as well get yours where you can get it now. So they're obsessed with the materialistic things of this world and the temporal things of this world instead of the eternal. And it's so sad that so many people think that this is all there is, that once we die, that is it. What a horrible, horrible way to exist. I mean, how would you find any fulfillment or joy in this life if this is all there is? You're not going to find it in a buying a new TV, a new computer, a new car, uh, having the best of everything. You're still going to have a void. I don't care what you do to try, for, to try to find fulfillment outside of God. You will constantly be filled with a void and never feel like, you know, there's always going to feel like there's something missing. In fact, uh, Demi Lovato, uh, had there's an article that she uh, went to on a trip to Israel and she was baptized uh, uh, supposedly where Jesus was uh, baptized and she said she felt uh, uh, her said she grew up Christian Jewish uh, uh, when you say you know Christian Jews there are messianic Jews out there they are Jewish but they adhere to the fact that Jesus was the true Messiah and he did uh, die on the cross for our sins and raised from the grave so that's what we're talking about there now if whether she is a messianic Jew or not I don't know uh, there's a lot of people out there think just because you're baptized you're saved that's not true and that's one thing I put on there is I hope that uh, she understands the realization that uh, uh, she has to make a profession of faith. She has to confess with her mouth that you know that she can, uh, repents of her sins, accept Jesus Christ her personal Lord and Savior, and understanding His atoning work on the cross, and uh, and not putting faith in the water that she was baptized in. But that's just it. See, we have a hope for the future. For those of us who are saved, we have a hope for the future. Even though I have to deal with a lot of physical problems, angels dealing with physical problems, a lot of other people out there dealing with those types of things. Even though we may have to struggle on this earth, you know, there's Christians who are being persecuted daily, tortured daily, murdered daily. Uh, you know, today is take your Bible to school day, and there may be a lot of kids being made fun of and, and given a hard time for that. And uh, But the thing of it is, even though what the hardest things we may have to go through on this earth is only temporary, we have all of eternity uh, that God will reward us and heal us, and there will be no more pain, suffering, sorrow. There'll be joy unspeakable, full of glory, things that we can only imagine. So that's why God, that's why we're seeing this here for after all these things do the Gentiles seek, they seek after this materialistic, and then they, they think that's it. But we have to go beyond the scope of that. It says, For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye need of all these things. God knows your heart and mind, He knows your needs, He knows what you need and want even before you ask for it. There's a lot of times there's a big difference between need and want, and sometimes those lines can be blurred a little bit uh, and for us as to what we want and what we need and realize that God is going to supply us with our needs. Now, 
is this a, a, a teaching of name it, claim it? Well, if I say I need that in the name of Jesus, I'm going to get it? No, that's not what that's saying. God's going to provide for your needs spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. You, anything anything you ask in God's name, it will be. It doesn't mean, hey, I saw a brand new Lamborghini and I say, Jesus, I want that. It's going to be in my driveway. No, that's not what's going to happen at all. God's going to supply your needs mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. He's going to be there to fulfill you, to sustain you, to help you to persevere, to endure, and to push forward uh, in the things of Jesus Christ. And that's what we're referring to here. Do not worry. God knows your needs. He's going to clothe you. He's going to take care of you. And uh, I don't know how many times I thought, Lord, what am I going to do? How am I going to make this payment? What am I going to, you know, and every time the Lord provided a way for it to happen. I've had to, I've had setbacks. I've had to file bankruptcy in my life. I've had to let cars go back. I've had to take, I've had drive beat up junkers uh, temporarily till I was able to, to afford to get something better. I, I realize, trust me, I know. I, I've, I've worry, I worry about my dad, my kids, my wife. I know what worry is. I know what fear is. And that's why uh, sometimes I think why God has put me through certain situations in my life to realize the dependence I need on is on Jesus Christ, that he is the one in control. My worrying will not change a thing. That's why I have to pray, Lord, help me to understand and to uh, uh, to deal with the things that I cannot control, but give it to the one who is in control. And uh, there are a lot of things that um, there's nothing I can do to prevent happening. Uh, and uh, that's why we have to depend upon God's strength to help us to overcome and endure. And uh, so it's not to minimize uh, your fears. I think some people, some Christians feel almost guilty. Well, I shouldn't be afraid or I shouldn't be sad or I shouldn't cry. Or, I shouldn't do this because I'm a Christian. God's got this. And I almost feel a sense of guilt. But, you know, that's not what God's worth saying here. You know, he's not trying to fill you with guilt. We're human beings and we are flawed. And uh, sometimes we do lack the faith necessary to put the full trust and control in God as we should. But uh, the fact remains is that even Jesus wept when Lazarus died. He knew that he was going to raise Lazarus. He knew he was going to, but yet he still wept. So God knows our pain and our suffering. So don't let, don't think that you should feel, don't ever feel guilty for expressing emotion and worry and concern because God the Father has always shown emotions. And so he, he has put that within us. And so we are created to worship. See, that's why people are searching for things because they're like, why am I here? What is my purpose? God created us to worship. God created us to serve him to love the Lord God, thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, body, and being. That's why we here. That's why we exist. So do not lack your faith. Do not let the, the Satan come in and try to attack your faith, to attack your joy, to attack your peace. Realize the one that is in control. Realize that Jesus Christ has got this. He's got your back. He's going to take care of you, and he's going to help you through any and all situations. So don't let that uh, the old devil, you know, again, that's a, a battle here in the mind, not a flesh and blood, and it's a tough battle sometimes. So we have to realize where that's coming from and realize who the one is that is in control. So let's give that over to God. Just put away that worrying. Realize that God has got this. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's easier said than done. Trust me. But I know that God is going to take care of all of our needs according to his riches and glory. So uh, give it over to God today. Don't worry about this. Worry about today, getting through today. Don't worry about the mountain. You know, Sunday morning I was talking about, you know, there was a, a, a Marine instructor. They had to, part of their training was to climb this very high top mountain with full gear on. And he said, don't worry about it. Don't, don't stare at the at the big picture. Don't stare at the, at the, at the at what is before you, how big and massive it is. I think, man, there's no way I'll overcome that. He said, just pick out a tree. And he said, just make yourself get to that tree. Once you get to that tree, look to the next tree. Say, I'm going to make it to that tree. And next thing you know, you're at the top of the mountain. Well, the same thing applies to us as Christians. Sometimes it's easy to look at the humongous 
mountain ahead of us thinking, oh, Lord, how am I ever going to deal with this? How am I ever going to overcome this? How am I going to get through this? And she's like, I've got this, all right? You just you just stay the course. You just stare at the tree that you want to try to get to that point, and then you go to the next tree. And next thing you know, you're on top of that mountain. God will give you that strength. God will help you to endure and persevere. So don't worry about the mountain ahead of you. You just take each day, just like he told those recruits to look at the tree, you take each day and just live it for the Lord. Give it to God Almighty each day. And then tomorrow, if God graces you to be able to wake up, live that day for God. Don't worry about next month, next week, next year. You just worry about today. That's your tree to focus on is today. And then tomorrow, you look at the next tree. And the next thing you know, you're going to overcome a huge mountain you didn't think was possible, that is only possible through God. Let us have a word of prayer. If our Lord, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you for your word today, as every day. Thank you for your encouragement. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the... Uh, uh, the B-I-B-L-E, that is the word for me, uh, that basic instructions before leaving earth, that you give us your word to help us, to encourage us, to spur us on in spiritual growth. And Lord, let us serve you well each and every day. And Lord, I just pray that, that you will be with uh, uh, all those today who, uh, as they go out and, uh, and about their day, I pray, Lord, for someone watching this that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that you be with our teachers, children, bus drivers, and uh, parents. So are driving to school and we get there and back safely without any problems or complications. Be with Delina. Take away her uh, swelling of her foot and uh, this throbbing and uh, heal her mightily. Lord, I pray that you be with Angel. Lord, I know she's... Uh, uh, worried and uh, stressed and uh, the taking its toll on uh, the surgery she had and now this uh, sickness on top of it. I know she's really struggling, Lord. I pray that you bring a mighty healing up on her from top of her head to the soles of her feet, strengthen and comfort her and bring her to full and complete health. And Lord, um, I just pray that you'll be their first responders, our police officers, and military. And Lord, uh, keep them safe. Be with our nation. Touch hearts and minds like never before. Let them come to know you. Be with our president. Lord, please be with President Trump and his family. Lead God and watch over protect him. Keep him safe and well, Lord Jesus, and uh, give him wisdom and discernment in all things. Lord, we thank you. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I appreciate each and every one of y'all for watching this morning. And again, it's always a pleasure and honor to get to do this each and every day. And uh, I always uh, I take the audio from these daily devotions and put those on my podcast, The Doc Young Chronicles. It is uh, relevancy in scripture in today's world. And uh, so uh, be sure, and if you, if you want to listen, go back and listen, you can do that. And uh, if you have friends that you think might benefit from these, you can always tell them to go to my Facebook at DocYoung77S. If they don't do Facebook, they can always do Twitter at Matthias Young, or at Dr. Matthias Young, I'm sorry, and they can go on there as well. So I hope everybody has a great day, a wonderful day, a blessed day. And remember, every day when I sign off, I end with this. Live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching.